0: Welcome to Tax Strategy Digest, where we explore the fascinating world of finance. Join us as we dive into the stories, insights, and experiences of experts, thought leaders, and everyday people who are making a difference in this field. Through engaging conversations and through, through thought provoking discussions, we'll take a deep dive into the latest research, trends, and innovations shaping finance. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new on this journey with us. And with that said, today, our guest is Mark Moraz. Mark, thanks for letting me pick your brain today.
1: uh oh, great to be here. Thanks.
0: Alrighty, a little bit of background. Uh, Mark and I, we've kind of been going a little bit back and forth on LinkedIn. That's actually how we met. And um, we've had a few phone calls. One, you know, I told Mark a little bit about what I do with the Deferred Sales Trust. And he shared with me um, just a little bit about what he does and, and really how he helps business owners. And, and he's just a super intelligent guy. And and a great guy on top of that. And so I'm glad to be networked with him and I wanted to be able to bring him on here and and just share a little bit about him and have him talk about his business. So um, Mark, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you to maybe give a little bit of a brief summary and and talk about what you do and what your expertise is in.
1: Oh, great. Thanks, Paul. Sure. I'm happy to. Um, So yeah, so uh, I'll start with a question, right? Does your business own you or do you own your business? That's the first question I generally ask people. Really, what I find is most business owners, their business owns them. So I, what I really help business owners do is create some independence in their business, independence from the business. So they can create a valuable company that they can sell for a premium when they're ready to exit. So really focusing on creating a valuable asset a business owner can sell when they're ready to retire. So how do we create a company that that's, that's not only sellable, but buyable, right? So you want to create a buyable company, somebody that really wants to buy your business when you're ready to go.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And, um, and really I I noticed as well recently. And so this might stem in a little bit what I was just asking about, but, um, you posted on LinkedIn a little bit about your vacation test. Do you want to maybe dive into that just a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, most business owners, you know, because their business owns them, they're really stuck working. Um, you know, I would normally say a nine to five job, but it's probably closer to, to a five to five job or a five to nine job. Um, Yeah. So, and then they just aren't able to leave their business. They can't go on vacation. And if they do, they usually bring their laptop or they're on their phone the whole time checking in, you know, how are things going back at the office kind of stuff or or they're getting lots of notifications for emails coming in from their team. Um, so really what we tried to do in vacation test is ask the business owner, you know, what was the last time you were able to step away from your business without any impact to the business itself? So it's really, again, it's about creating independence um, for the business owner from the business. So I just did a presentation with Enterprise University. It was a good, uh, good conversation, good little teaching about, you know, one of the things that we work on is defining the work the business owner does and we apply what I call an EAD test, right? So um, you know, of the things that you do, maybe over the course of a week or a month, you kind of document the stuff you do, go back to your calendar, what did you do last week? You know, you did interviews, you did, you know, um, how many times did you meet new clients, all the kinds of things that you do on your calendar, right? So identify all the stuff you do and then categorize them uh, according to EAD, right? So what on your list can you eliminate? So what don't you need to be doing in your business anymore, right? Um, The A stands for automate. So what things in your business can you automate? And then the D stands for delegate, right? So what can you teach somebody else to do so you don't have to do it? So if you can get rid of things that are no value to your business that you shouldn't be doing anyway, like scrolling social media, um, then you know you've gotten rid of a chunk of stuff that's just wasting time. If you can automate things, right? If you have tools and technology that can maybe automate some of the things you do, like like posting to social media, right? So rather than scrolling, you stop scrolling because that's a time waster. But if you can use a tool to maybe automate your social media postings for your business. You don't have to be sitting there, you know, at, on your phone or in the, in front of the computer, you know, typing out, you know, social media posts and scheduling them out in the future, right? So if you can automate that, that's one more thing you've taken off. And then if you can delegate, um, then you can, you know, put systems and process in place, standard operating procedures to get other people in your organization to do some of the work that you would normally be doing, right? So maybe they can go on some client meetings. Uh, you know, maybe there's a certain way to, uh, you know, you can document your standard operating procedures for, you know, updating your CRM tool, your, um, you know, client relationship management tool. So yeah, so in that uh, vacation test conversation, we talked a lot about, you know, that EAD. And then we talked about what are the four degrees of delegation and creating standard operating procedures. So that's kind of what I talked about.
0: Awesome. And and when when business owners when they go to implement some of these strategies that you're um, helping them to use what what's kind of the the outcomes what what are you seeing with these business owners that are you know doing this vacation test and and how is it really creating value for their company
1: yeah um really you're moving out of the position of becoming you know the the you know the go-to person everybody you know what would talk about you become the if you're in if you can't take a vacation uh and you're really stuck you just become the hub of the organization right everybody comes to you your customers come to you because they have customer service issues your staff come to you for questions and answers your vendors come to you because you need to uh sign invoices or approve invoices so what i'm finding is that you can move out of it being um you know in a job to becoming like the visionary right instead of being an employee of your own company you become like the chief visionary officer right for your business you can really set strategic direction and part of that strategy might be to you know, sell your business and retire. Um, and once people that are, you know, once I work with people um, through my programs and through my coaching and consulting work, what I'm actually finding is they they actually can create more freedom, from this freedom for themselves from their business. And rather than retiring, rather than selling the business, some of them just want to stick around. Right. So it doesn't have to be just about retiring and selling the business. It can be about just creating a more healthy business, you know, something that they can, you know, they more enjoy, right. They can still take a vacation because they've got standard operating procedures, systems in place. Um, so, yeah, so it's not always about exiting the business, it's just creating more freedom in the business. And they sometimes just decide, hey, I, I don't need to sell this business, uh, you know, I, I can take a vacation, I'm not burnt out anymore, right? I mean, a lot of it leads, you know, a lot of it leads, a lot of the exits are, you know, a function of burnout, right? A lot of business owners just say, I'm done with this job, too many stresses.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And and on that note, what, what would you say? Um, might create a healthy business of value. Uh, what What are some of those attributes? And, and how do you maybe help implement creating creating something like that?
1: Yeah, I think that goes back to some of the stuff I mentioned earlier, right? It's creating a business that doesn't depend on the owner, yep. defining what what documenting and defining your prod your standard operating procedures, and making sure you're empowering your team to think like an owner. So a lot of leadership type of um, strategies, right? I mean, how do you do those kinds of things. And then one of the other things that we work on um, is cr- creating recurring revenue. How do you create recurring revenue in, biz- in your business? So you don't need to find a new customer every month, right? So you don't need to always be finding new customers. If you if you know you've got your customers on some sort of recurring revenue program, they're paying you every month or every quarter for some sort of service or product that you offer that just relieves a lot of stress, right? I mean, from the business owner and you know they can get some freedom from finding new customers every month.
0: Okay, great. And, and really then I guess on the flip side as well, what would, what would the consequences really kind of look like of having an unhealthy business or what would an unhealthy business look like? Would it just be, you know, maybe they don't pass the vacation test, right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what would that look like? What are some of the qualities of an unhealthy business and, and how do you help fix that?
1: Yeah. So I think an unhealthy business really just kind of the, uh, you know, Lots of business owners, you know, the business owner really is very involved in the early stages, they kind of scale up, they grow. And then at some point, when they're just overwhelmed, they just hit a plateau. So one of the symptoms of being stuck in the business and being unable to take the vacation, uh, you know, the business just plateaus because you've only got 40 hours in a work week, you've only got so much capacity as an individual. So really, the business plateaus. And then personally, you know, an unhealthy business can lead to an unhealthy owner, right? I mean, If you're stressed, depressed, I mean, it's, you know, just lots of physical challenges, mental challenges. And what we see also is, you know, relationship issues, right? So if you're a married owner, you know, your spouse starts to complain and nag, you know, hey, you're at the office too much. We haven't taken a family vacation in, you know, 10 years. Um, You know, you're working too much. So this becomes a really stress, a relationship, puts stress on relationships, right? business owners aren't spending as much time with their kids as they would have liked right so their children are going to bed without bedtime stories so those kinds of things right so those so it's both you know the business plateaus and it puts more stress on the business owner
0: yeah definitely and especially bringing it back into the personal life too i mean obviously that that weighs a role in the business regardless of you know whatever way you like to put it um so how how did you get into the this business and and Maybe um, as well, What what's your why? I don't know if those two intertwine for you. Um, uh, yeah. Hopefully, maybe you can kind of share a little bit about, you know, again. Yeah, just how you got into sure. the business and, and what what motivates you?
1: Yeah, so uh, really what motivated me to start my practice was uh, my father, right? I mean, you know, you always look back to, you know, who's who's your mentor? Who's your inspiration? So for me, it was my father. He owned his own business and i saw him he was able to successfully sell his business put enough money away um you know so that when he passed that my mother doesn't have to worry about you know selling the house she still lives in the same house they did she doesn't have to worry about working so he was able to sell his business create you know legacy wealth what I, is what i call legacy wealth so that you know my mom never has to worry about money again so that was a real big motivator for me right every business owner should be able to do that, right? I mean, you put 20, 30 years into developing this business, you know, you spend if you know, if you have an unhealthy business, you are spending all your time away from your family. So how are you going to give back to that family, right? I mean, you've invested all this time, what's your return on investment? So for really me, you know, really, for me, it was my father being able to create legacy wealth, some people call it like generational wealth. So that's really what I think other business owners should be able to do for their family through their business. So that's really why I got started in this.
0: Okay, awesome. And And when you're working with clients uh, to to help them, you know, start pursuing that that legacy generational wealth, what is something that um, what what are some of the first questions that maybe you hear all the time from them, or some of the questions that you ask them as well that uh, you're hoping that that they know (laughs) but uh, maybe maybe they don't or maybe it's really important and you wish more people knew about it.
1: Yeah, so lots of people ask me about the process of selling the business, and you know what they need to do to get ready. Um, and this goes back to that, you know, the idea of getting the business owner, you know, getting the business independent of the owner. That's the, one of the key things, right? Because nobody's going to want to buy your job, right? If you want to sell your business, you have to sell the business, not the job. So, so I think that's one of the big things. You know, they ask me, you know, what can they work, what can they work, what can I work on, you know, first. So that's really the first thing, right? documenting your processes, getting yourself out of the day-to-day operation of the business, right? And finding a second in command, putting a management team in place. Um, And then a lot of people, you know, what I find is they're asking about timing, right? So I wanna sell my business tomorrow, right? The the proverbial tomorrow. Um, But that's just not the reality, right? I mean, it's not like selling a house. I mean, I use a a real estate agent as selling a house as an example of what I do but it's not like selling a house, right? I mean, it can take years, right? I mean, I tell people to pl- start planning three to five years in advance. Um, you know, they, uh, somebody wants to come in to buy your business, they're gonna look at the financials on your on your business for the last three to five years, um, part of the due diligence. So when, I, when they ask me, when should I start? I say today, right? I mean, uh, ideally a business owner is creating some sort of succession plans, exit strategy, you know, early in their business while they still have energy to do it. As opposed to getting to the point where they're burnt out and saying, "I want to I sell my business tomorrow," because that's not the way it's going to happen, right? I mean, if you could, you know, there are multiple ways to get out of the business. You could just shut the business down, but again, that kind of, you know, you're losing all of. There's no return on investment there, right? I mean, you have just put all that time in, and now you're shutting the business. You could do like a liquidation sale. You're just selling the trucks, the assets you have, your inventory. But again, you're not getting full value for everything you put into the business, right? Um, so yeah, so really planning ahead of time. So like when they ask me, you know, how, when should I start, I tell them, you know, now, but ideally uh, when I hear, I actually spoke to somebody else recently, you know, what the ideal customer is, ideal client for me is somebody that says they're ready to start getting ready, right? So they're starting to think about getting, they're starting to think about thinking about selling their business. So yeah, that's really the qu- kind of questions I hear, right? When should I start and what should I do first?
0: Okay, great. And then too, what what might be, one piece of advice let's say there's a business owner who's watching this what's a, a piece of advice you would give them uh, just to start knowing today that that might benefit them in, in whether it's their their business practice maybe they're not selling for a long
1: time but what's something they could implement today um short and quick i think they basically should get evaluation right i mean knowing the value of your business is important right i mean your business could be worth enough today that you don't have to worry about money again in the future, right? I mean, so, and the the problem is that if it's worth enough today and you keep working, there's, you know, stuff that happens in the market, stuff that you don't know what's gonna happen in the future, you know, personally in the market, in your industry. So get evaluation today, kind of see where you are, what you think you need um, and, you know, make that decision. If you need more money, if you, you know, if you wanna grow the value, at least from. So get the valuation today. That's what I would say.
0: Okay, great. And then Mark, uh, just to wrap up here, I'm going to go ahead as well. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put your link to your website and your LinkedIn and the newsletter. Um, but what other ways would you say that if someone wanted to reach out to you that they could best contact you?
1: Yeah. LinkedIn is I'm mostly on LinkedIn. So I like connecting with people on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I have a contact form on on my website, um, and I can actually I've got a specific link to my vacation test webpage, so I'll send that to you also, Paul. Um, okay, perfect. And you can I'll include that. that. In as well. Yeah, um, that includes a lot of the resources I talked about during my vacation test presentation. It's got an I've got an ebook on the four degrees of delegation, an ebook on standard operating procedures. Um, people can download that, and my actual presentation is on there too. So the PowerPoint presentation. So they can download all that from that page. Um, yeah, so LinkedIn is the best place. Um, connect with me or send me a message on LinkedIn. And my website's got contact forms. You can submit a contact outreach there. So those are really the two best ways because I'm online most of the time. And I do stuff like this. And when I'm working with clients, I put my phone on do not disturb. So phone calls often go to voicemail. <laughs>
0: Awesome. I I do the same thing and uh Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time to hop on here and and teach everybody a little bit more about what you do and and uh some of the tactics to implement when you're you're thinking about thinking that you might sell your business. So, um it's it's perfect and I really appreciate it. Hopefully, uh everybody watching got uh got as much value out of it as I do every time I speak with you and uh thank you again for for joining in.
1: Great. Thanks a lot, Paul. I appreciate it.